Is the quarantine life getting you down? Come on in here. Come in here. It's time for some lunch therapy. All right. It's lunch therapy. Today we've got a special show. It's episode 56. And as always, we're going to take in three deep breaths. If you uh, feel your feet on the floor, get present, take in a deep breath, hold it, let it out, take in another deep breath, hold it. Let it out. And one more deep breath. Feel, feel it in the back of your lungs. And let it out. Okay, I'm feeling better now. I hope all of you are too. Today is a special day because we're in Better Off Dead Week and we had a lot of questions uh, yesterday about the movie about the face dancing, about the, the, um, the influence of fast times at Ridgemont High on the thing and all this other stuff. And we've got somebody here today to answer some of our questions, uh, somebody who is, who is right there um, in, the, in the whole making of this thing, of course, and is a part of it. Uh, so without further ado... Here's a little clip from the movie. If he asks me out, of course I'm going to go out with him. I mean, he's geese at K-12. Yeah, he's so boss. Lane? I don't know. I'll tell him after tryouts because you know how he gets when he gets upset. Yeah. From the chairlift. He had to buy the guy a new hat last time. Oh, look, Lane's here. I got to go, okay? I'll call you later. Bye. Hey everybody, it's uh, Better Off Dead Week, and today we are lucky enough to be sitting here with Beth from Better <laughs> Off Dead, Amanda Wiss. She is here, um, she has been gracious enough to, to join us and talk, to, talk about Better Off Dead, which is uh, obviously one of my favorite movies, and I know one of yours. Amanda, thanks for being here. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. This is just so fun to connect with you. Oh, yeah. It's so great. And it's so, I didn't, I, I am so dumb. I didn't even realize that that was you in the movie. I've always had this movie in my head um, because when we were younger, we used to watch it over and over and over and over again. We called it Better Off Stoned. So we would actually watch it multiple times and that you know, so many sayings are in our vernacular, just our normal day-to-day, -day, uh, you know, lines from Better Off Dead yeah. are just in our normal vernacular. And a lot of people I know from my generation, mm -hmm. our generation, um, say phrases from Better Off Dead, and some people don't even realize they're, what it's from, yeah. you know? So, and I have a lot of 
we have a lot of questions about it. Um, one of the questions that I have is, this to us is like, I mean, you were also in, in, in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, is that right? right? So Fast Times at Ridgemont High and Better Off Dead are like so much of our generation and we identify so much with that, yeah. uh, that, that kind of movie. And um, I just wonder why is Better Off Dead, like you can watch it on YouTube, a really blurry version of it right now. I don't know what it's doing there, but it doesn't seem to be available on the streaming networks or Netflix or anything. Yeah. Um, do you know why that is? I don't know exactly why, but I think there was a, a, a I think there was a shakeup at the studio after that movie came out and either the library was sold or library was sold to somebody and they didn't see the value and better off dead. Or, I think maybe that they don't know what they have. Somehow. Yeah. Or, and it could, could be. be that somebody didn't, doesn't have, somebody didn't relinquish the rights to have it put out or something so I should that's a good question for Savage Steve Holland I um, I, I want to get a hold of Savage Steve Savage Steve I I uh, went to Cal Arts and I found out that he went to Cal Arts as well yeah. so I'm trying to get a hold of him I don't know how um, I don't even know is that his real name Savage Steve Holland Savage Steve Holland his name he was born with the name Savage or is he just, I'm not 100% sure he was born with that name yeah. but it is 100% the name that he's always gone by. And everybody calls him Savage or it's Savage Steve? Savage. It's just Savage. Just Savage. Hey, Savage. Yeah. Savage. And it, it's delightfully hilarious because he is the, the least savage person on the planet. He's, he's um, just this tall, goofy, kind, um, preppy skier yeah. from... from back east and uh, clearly a skier i'm also a skier we you know yeah. we grew up skiing like that so it's uh I, that's another thing that i identify with this movie yeah um, were you a skier when you got this role do you because you, you're out there on the slopes in this thing yeah yes i grew up skiing i don't ski anymore yeah. but i grew mm -hmm. up skiing i have a i have a bum knee now i can't ski, do you? Oh, yes terrible. my left knee just it doesn't will have none of it that yeah. and riding horses it both it's just oh no gonna, two of the um, great things in life I know. So I, I, I probably should have it operated on. I'm not when gonna. you were in the movie, did you do your own skiing or did they have like a stunt skier? They had a stunt skier. Did we they? did ski a little bit, um, but we weren't supposed to. In fact, they uh, came back from the studio um, that you, we weren't uh, insured to, to ski because uh, we were having so much fun to ski. Because yeah. the actors on that movie we love each other and we had the best time. I literally, all we did was laugh the entire yeah. time. And we hung out. Such a funny movie. And I think yeah. that that, that comes through. Yeah. Because people really just act goofy in that thing. Yeah. And we, we hung out, you know, after all day on the set, all night after we wrapped. And then it was just repeat next day. We just like laughing our asses off. And then we dance all night in the, the really? tram bar and and uh, at the ski resort we were staying at, and we were kind of the only people there. And um, I don't know, there was a jukebox, and we would just dance all night. Super fun. How was it to be sort of the villain of the story? Do you like playing villains? I think so. Yeah. You know what I like? I I never really played the mean girl before. Yeah. And um, at that point, I mean, now I've sort of made a career out of it, but. Um, it was fun because she's at one on one hand the object of desire for everyone, yeah. and yet it's just so um, her, her 
goal in life is to go get higher, <laughs> move yeah. forward, climb, better be better, better, be best. Yeah. And, yeah. and um, I just thought that was fun to put that, uh, put so that um, story into a teenager, you know, yeah. of just like that you just picture her, that her, you know, that Beth, I'm sure married, you know, the most upwardly mobile person. Yeah. And then he became like a alcoholic loser and left her for a younger woman or something. I don't know. I don't know what happened to her. You know, I mean, I guess Steve Holland wrote this story uh, based on his own life. Yes. And I think the original script was not even necessarily a comedy that a lot of these, cause the guy, you know, the lead character Lane goes and like tries to kill himself many times. The entire time. <laughs> Better off I, dead, thus the name. I ha do have to tell you, I, I don't know about it not having been a, um, a comedy, but yeah. the script, the script I got, Mm -hmm. is to this day still the funniest script I've ever read in my entire life. In fact, you know, don't tell Savage. I, I think it's even funnier than the movie. Yeah. Um, and he it, wrote the script as well. He did. He's from so, his he's life. So talented. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I'm, it's, it's a fictionalized version of his yeah. life. But even the like, I want my $2 guy is apparently like yeah. a memory of his. Yeah. I, I remember being a paper boy at that time. And, uh, you know, like in the 70s, and trying to collect was impossible. I would go to people's <laughs> houses and they would, they would turn off the lights like they weren't there. And then I'd knock on the door and I knew they were there. And I eventually, I, never, I took a loss every month. I was actually paying to be a paper boy because I just could not get money. So I totally identified with that. And apparently I think my parents just, used to do that. Isn't that terrible? You just it's terrible. A shameful memory for me that I think that they would just be like, Quiet, it's the paper Quiet, boy. Quiet, it's the paper boy. <laughs> I know, and it's like, yeah. Nobody wanted to pay him. I don't know why. Eight years old, money. Jeez. I don't know why. And that was the thing is it's like your first opportunity at being an entrepreneur. So you actually have to buy the papers from the paper company. They deliver them, and then you deliver them to all the houses, and you have to collect and pay them back for the papers. And then you take the profit. I never made a profit. Um, but yeah, so uh, did you, when you were in high school, were you a mean girl? No, I don't think so. Um, although my little sister might say I was mean yeah. and she's my best friend, but I was mean to her when we were in high school, which I, I regret. Was terribly. she your age or was she older, she's younger, 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 a year we're, younger. We're Irish twins. Yeah. Oh, um, man. she's, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, you know what? I don't know that, you know what? I, I think I was, I wasn't the most self-possessed teenager. I think I was like more. I look back and, you know, like you see kids now and they're so self-possessed and assured of who they are, where they fit in the world. Like, I had no idea. I, I don't think I got close to that realization until my mid-30s. I think. How I, did you I, even come to acting? Um, I, my older sister was doing a play in Los Angeles called, um, oh, shoot, it's a famous play, something in the nun and I can't think of it. Um, and I was like, oh, I like that. And so they were doing The Innocence, which is a William Inge play, kind of scary, mm -hmm. creepy play. Um, and so I, I asked if I could audition for it. I was like 11. Wow. And I got it. So I did that play. And then the following year at the same theater in LA, I did uh, The Bad Seed. I played uh, Rhoda in The Bad Seed. Really? And so that, that's- And that was successful. Yes. Right? Yeah. That was it, kind of the thing that launched you, isn't it? Yeah. So because I got an agent from that and then I did, I started doing commercials. And then um, when I graduated from high school, I did my first like episodic. I did Buck Rogers in the 20th century. Really? Yeah. And then- Beedy, 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 beedy. 
I remember yes, there was like a little robot guy or something yeah. that would make that weird. And I'm noise. still friends with Aaron Gray from really? that. Really? Oh, yeah. she was great. Yeah, yeah, so she's cool. So I was. Or he's it. cool. Aaron yeah. Gray. Wait, oh, Aaron no, Gray. Aaron, she was the. She's the pretty. She's the woman. Yeah, that's yeah, what I thought. Gorgeous. Yeah. And I I um, and she still is, looks the same in his work. Really. But anyway, so that's how it happened, and then I you know, went to Lee Strasberg Theater Institute you as did. a teenager and studied what? with um, Sally Kirkland. Really? Oh, she's yeah. great. Yeah, she's a she's fun. Yeah. Did you, um, was Better Off Dead your first movie or was it? No, my first movie, I was a teenager and it was called Force Five. And um, it was directed by the guy who directed Enter the Dragon, the um, Bruce Lee movie. And so I was super excited because I was really into martial arts. I had been taking Taekwondo for a couple of years. Um, Anyway, it was not very good. (laughs) It's a terrible movie. Like I literally play a senator's daughter who's been kidnapped and I'm kind of in like a sheet with like somebody did like a cheap, um, like a a print, like a stamp of like a bull's head. Like Uh that was like the the cult logo. I mean, it looks like if, um, like it looks like it was made in quarantine. Like you could only use what you could find (laughs) in your house. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, that and then I did, bunch of television actually some pilots mm-hmm. and episodics and then i did fast times at ridgemont high yeah and then i did nightmare on elm street and then i did better off dead you know fast times was such a uh a seminal moment in filmmaking history as far as the um, the amount of actors that came out of that movie um that be- went on to become household names is unbelievable yeah it's you like want to know what's crazy. interesting about that movie is that every single person either became, like you said, a huge movie star, or they're like me, they're like a journeyman character actor that mm-hmm. works, or they left the business and are hugely successful. Really? Literally every single person. There's not Wild, a man. dud in the entire bunch. It's like, it's... Even Nicolas Cage is in that movie, isn't he? Yes, he was like, with, yeah, yeah. He, was, he was still Nicolas Coppola back then. Yeah, it is crazy. I remember yeah. you're in the scene where he Spicoli orders a pizza and you're sitting yeah. behind him. That's yeah. a famous, famous scene, Mr. Hand yeah. and all that. Oh my God, so yeah. such a great, great and movie. David Price is in the movie who went on to be a director, um, a successful, he's in that scene too. Jennifer Jason Lee is there, obviously, you know, Phoebe Cates and then you know, Kelly Maroney. Judge Reinhold. Judge Reinhold. Um, crazy. Oh my gosh, it just goes Pamela Springsteen, who's like an incredibly and accomplished photographer now. And um, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. It's just literally the list goes on and on and on. Jeez. Amy Heckerling, man, she knows. Yeah. A, I love her. She's amazing. She's yeah, an she amazing is director. Great. And had, a, had a great, a keen eye for. I think, uh, didn't Linkletter write that too? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, um, no? Uh, somebody famous wrote the movie too. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. It, it, I, I Cameron Crowe. Oh, Cameron Crowe. Cameron Crow. That was it. Cameron Crowe. Yeah. Sorry, okay. my mind for a minute. I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. no, it's hard. It's hard. I know. <laughs> well, that's the thing about Better Off Dead too, is there are people in that movie that are really interesting. Like, uh, uh, what is his name? Dan Schneider, who plays yes. uh, Ricky. Yeah, he went on to be that. He's like a producer at Nickelodeon or something, yeah, right? Like, or, he's like a. In, he's like a like the head of it all of children's programs yeah that, yeah like he's he's i like want to try and talk to him too because very interesting uh characterization i mean they he just you know yeah goes all out in that movie <laughs> and it's not he's one of those actors in that movie that does you know 
there's a certain amount, you know, in acting, sometimes you have to kind of let your vanity go. Yeah. Just kind of let it go. And he just yeah. commits to that yeah. character and yeah. it's, he plays it really straight, even though it's goofy, you know, ridiculously goofy. There's a, there's a part in the dance sequence where he, they play music and he lays down on the floor, face down. I forgot about that. Yeah. And in our, our high school, we had been doing that, uh, something we called face dancing where we'd lay face down on the, at a dance. We'd all lay face down. It was like a thing. And uh, it became, it actually evolved into, eventually it became this thing called planking. It's sort of my legacy <laughs> because I'm the originator of this thing called planking. And they, I was on like to tell the truth and to, just oh all this God. stuff because of this. Because we used to I do that in no high school. Idea. Yeah, it's just a weird, weird thing. But somebody then noticed that, wait a minute, Ricky does that in Better Off Dead. It was in... You know, it was like a little, maybe a couple years after we started doing it, but there he was doing it. And we were like, so confused, like, wow, like, is this something that was in the zeitgeist? Why, do you happen to know why he did that in the movie? Was it in the script? You know what? I don't remember. You know, when you talk with Diane, Diane yeah. remembers everything. and she She's does. amazing. I don't, I mean, I remember yeah. it happening, but yeah. I don't remember if it's something that Savage came up with or if... Ricky did. I mean, was there improvisation in this movie at all, or is it pretty much? As there was. The I mean, goes? it was. It was. I would say ninety-nine percent of it is on the page. Yeah. But uh, John and Curtis Armstrong, who yeah, I love He's with all my heart, and his wife. That. Yeah, and his wife. He's also. They got him from uh, Risky Business, I guess. I think yes. Steve Savage saw him in that and was like, yeah. "I want you in this movie," and yeah. he didn't know whether he'd get him, and he got him. Yeah. Did they get you from Fast Times? Did they say we want her from Fast Times? Um, How do you think they came across you? Did you just audition? I auditioned, but Savage had seen something I'd done, and I don't remember. I think it was a TV movie I'd done. Um, so he, and it was, I was the person, like I was in his mind for the part. And, mm -hmm. and I really wanted, I wanted it. And um, when I went in to read for him, he was just so nice. And because I was like, a guy named Savage, like, what's that going to be like? I yeah. expected somebody in like leathers, and I don't even know. And yeah, he, somebody like, named Savage. I mean, I mean I'd wonder that like, too. In, like Bermuda shorts and a button down, and he's all like, "Hi." Really? <laughs> like, wait, what? Yeah. So, I have an alter ego called Joe Fury that I do every once in a while. He has really long hair, and he's sort of a sort of a he thinks he's cool uh, he's on the show sometimes he hosts my show or whatever uh, but it, you know it's fun to have that I that's why I wonder did if he came up with the name or if that was somebody his friend some of his friends called him I don't even know it maybe it's just a name maybe it's a name I think it's something you know what I know the story and I can't remember it but he's been called that since he was very young did you ever meet the real Beth the real no. one no She's out there somewhere. She is out there somewhere. <laughs> Her name's not Beth, but she's out there somewhere. But I, I, she was described to me. Yeah. Um, so. Did, uh, did John Cusack not like the movie? There's some kind of talk about that on the internet that he, at the screening of the movie, like left. It was like, this yeah. is horrible. Um, the but he denies thing, it. He denies yeah. it from what I've heard. Yes, he does. And I have to say, um, I did not know anything about this story of him not liking it um, mm -hmm. until I was at a, a Comic-Con and people were coming up to, you know, talk and get signatures or whatever. And yeah. somebody, people started asking me about that. And I was like, what? And so I went and had lunch with Steve and he's like, don't you remember? He wasn't super happy with, and I, 
I literally was like just staring at him like I'd never heard this story. So yeah. I don't know if I've just blocked it out. Or was he a big star when the movie was made? I forget. Or did this kind of start to cement his kind of persona? Because certainly a John Cusack ca character, you know how yeah. he has a particular character that yeah. he plays. He was starting very to become specific. known. I didn't yeah. say anything. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything was after, but I'm not oh. sure. Oh. But the I sure so. thing? The sure thing. Sure yeah. thing was before then. Yeah. I With think Nicolette, was... who's also a friend of yours, I think, yes. right? Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. How beautiful was she in that movie? Oh my gosh. I mean, she had to be. Oh. The thing was called, you know, I mean, it was like, that's what it was really, about. She's that beautiful though. That's oh, yeah. the thing. Like it's like, she's, she is that. It's, it's like some, she and I actually met in acting class. We were in Larry Moss's acting class and we got paired together and that's really? how we became friends. Yeah. She wow. was on Knott's Landing at the time. And yeah, she was just so pretty. Like you would just look at her and sometimes I was just like, God, you're just like, you're weirdly too pretty for the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't so, even think the camera does it justice, which is- No, like, I mean, she's just a person who lives and breathes that yeah. uh, incredible persona and, and beauty. She's and a super she's a good person. That's yeah, super thing that's so fun. That like fun just where up, she's like, you know, yeah. has her horse and she likes to, you know, she's a tomboy. It's just, yeah, yeah just, you know, okay. I wanted to ask you too about, um, there's a sequence in the movie, Better Off Dead, where they go, he works at this um, pig, pig, I don't know, hamburger place or whatever, suddenly, and then there's this animated sequence that happens, and uh, it's, it's a great part of the movie, but it seems so weird, like, how did that, how, how did they even get in the movie? You know, it seems like they'd be like, ah, let's get rid of that because yeah. it's not, it's not even like why he's even working at the place. I have no idea. He keeps running into the guy's truck with yeah. his car and then yeah. that guy owns the place, but I never, you never see him like say, oh, I got to go to work or something like that. Just suddenly he's there. It's just there. Yeah. And they play that Van Halen song. <laughs> Everybody so wants some. It's so weird. It's so weird. The I movie's remember. weird though. The whole yeah. movie is weird, but when this I, is the weirdest part of it. Yeah. When I read the script, I was like, wait, wait, it's like a cartoon. And then I was like, did I misread this? Is the whole movie a cartoon? Like I got confused. When was, I was it in the script? It was yeah. in the script. Yeah. I wonder and if so, it's, he's like a Cal Arts guy. I wonder if you, you know, yeah. knew a bunch of animators and was like, hey, this is going to be great. Yeah, I think he's an, he is an animator. He's an animator. Yeah. So I think like that was part of his, something that he like he loves to do and he wanted to incorporate that into. Do you think this movie would have gotten made if it wasn't for Fast Times at Ridgemont High just before it? Because it's weird. It's yeah. really weird. But it's in that same genre. Yeah, it's weird. There's stuff yeah. in there that is like, you know, people would be like, whoa, I don't know if people can handle this. The, the yeah. mother's making a stew and there's tentacles moving around. <laughs> the kid is reading how to pick up trashy women and then he's got all these trashy women in his room. It's just making weird. explosives in his room. Explosives. It's um, not uh, Definitely wouldn't get made. I think that, um, you know what? I, I think because it was during that time, um, I think, I mean, because Fast Times is such adult themes and that yeah. it, was, it was like, I mean, even in this day and age, people would be like, wow, that's kind of um, racy. Racy or yeah, and it's like deep thoughts and, and yeah. big decisions. That for have for high school kids, which is what kids. high school kids, I mean, it's even more yeah. so today and what then, high school kids go through, but exactly. it's, it's very like real to yeah. that. And then better off Life. dead, you know, because he's trying to kill himself the whole time. Yeah. There, it's, it is, it's strange that it got greenlit. It, it is, I mean, I think that people were more 
and it's comical when he tries to go. There's one part where he tries to like hang himself and then his mom opens the door and he's like, <laughs> she almost kills him. <laughs> yeah. And it's comical. It but is it's funny. like dark, dark stuff. I think I think that um because there was that proliferation of teen movies and the John Hughes films and, and even, you know, Doc Hollywood to some extent in these these movies that they were gearing towards young people, they all really had adult themes. They weren't um you know, they weren't, they, they kind of were heavy themes in, in comedy. So for whatever reason, I think that was a, you know, I don't know who started it, it probably Fast Times, but it, that, that it became a, a thing that people were, wanted to keep making those kinds of movies. Cause I think yeah. it, they see the success of it or, but I mean, you don't really see that now to that degree, that kind of a, those adult, I don't think you don't see that, especially you don't see it like together with comedy like that in that no, way. No, not at all. Like really broad comedy and then these very dark themes in the same thing. Yeah, um, so, and I don't know what about the 80s made that, I mean, it, I wonder if it's some sort of correlation with the whole vibe of the 80s or something, all those neon yeah. colors and yeah. the music. I really want to see a, like a master print of this thing again, like available online so people yeah. can you know, because it, it, it's certainly in its, you know, it's definitely an 80s movie. It has that definite 80s feel. Uh, yeah. But I think people should be able to, you know, see you it know, easily. I want to find out why it's not um, on streaming outlets as well. And, or, you know, it never plays on. It seems like it would be an easy yeah. thing to do. I mean, they just need to remaster it or whatever. You put yeah. it, make it digital and put it, it's all, it's out there on DVD. I don't know if it's on Blu-ray Somebody or what. must not have agreed sold the rights to do that I, I forget how that works but like i said another movie of mine it fell in the same limbo powwow highway yeah. where it's just you you either have to buy it on i don't even know if it's on a dvd it might you still know it might just be movie. 80s you know camilla's movie born in east la too was was hard to find on any kind yeah. of streaming kind of thing um so yeah maybe there's a whole market out there for these things yeah. like resurgence of this stuff because i know <laughs> that there's a lot of 80s people that are nostalgic about the 80s that are like yeah. kids well you know what they're, they're not nostalgic i guess they're just discovering it for the first time well yeah well i know like when i go to comic cons the thing that's always amazing is how i mean better off dead and and better off dead fast times and nightmare on elm street yeah is that you know they're on their third generation of people now. Like I'm the first generation and then somebody younger saw it and then they have they kids. Made stuff. and yeah. they're like, you have to see these movies. And so like teenagers will come up and they're like, Oh yeah, we've, we've been I watching bet. we're off dead at Christmas every year with my family since I really, yeah. Really? Every really? Halloween we watch nightmare on Elm street. And wow. Um, so I just think that's like crazy. And these are people watching better off dead when it's impossible to find and yes um, and i don't think that there i don't think that there's a movie from that time period that people quote as much yeah you know oh my god sorry your mom blew up and, <laughs> and to drink Peru. The best, yeah. <laughs> I saw the best five, seven and a half years of my life i want my two dollars all that stuff is just so just yeah. part of the vernacular i wonder uh, because i know yeah. like there, there's that mark in can every year where companies go and sell packages of their films and they sell yeah. them to all the streaming platforms, whether it's HBO to Netflix or whatever. I think it's time. So I wonder why time. these movies aren't available to be sold in those packages. You know, it's interesting because some of the movies and Better Off Dead isn't really like this. Some of them have like things that, that you'd just be like, oh man, you'd have to cut that out of the movie because they're yeah. like racist or 
yeah. you know, uh, offensive to this, you know, more enlightened, more woke, I guess, yeah. uh, world. But there, there isn't really anything I can think of in Better Off Dead that is like that. No. Um, you know. No. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I rewatched it. I didn't like go. Oh, you yeah, yeah. Of- like you do when you watch, I don't know, I think 16 Candles or something. You know, there's some of them are like, whoa, wait a minute. This is yeah. just a really racist stereotype. Yeah. You get the cringeworthy. I think, I think, I mean, it's, I think today is a tough market because of the sensitivity to everything and, and people are either more easily triggered or they're just now, we're just now aware of people being triggered, which is probably more the case. So I think like the, yeah, people have to be more, you know, um, I don't think people have as much creative freedom. I'm not talking about being racist. That's just bullshit. Yeah. You shouldn't do yeah. that. No. <laughs> I'm just talking about like certain creative yeah. No, yeah. So you know like, like the guy that. committing, tr- trying to commit suicide. Like suicide the movie. And it's, it's like, making it funny. Um, funny. It's a different kind of sensibility, but it's not yeah. necessarily, I don't know. I guess it could be triggering to somebody, but it might be, but, so it, then, it, but then a lot of things are triggering to people. Yeah. I mean, to think about like you watch, you know, you watch some show, any show on HBO, there's a million things that, you know, you watch girls. Lots of people are going to be triggered by stuff yeah. in, in girls. I'm kind of um, of the mind to just change the channel. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's the so channel. much out there. I know. I'm like, just it's like if this no. thing you're, you're not cool with, then you watch that. I thing. don't want to be upset. Like that's how I like because um, and and this is funny because I'm sort of known for Nightmare on Elm Street and um, one or two other horror films, and yeah. I dislike intensely being scared. And I don't like blood and guts. So like making them is fun because it's just a role. It's a character. It's not, it's not like you make a movie saying, Oh, this is a horror film. So I'm going to do something different. It's, it's, it's just a role you play that you want to dive into and have a good time playing, but I can't watch them. And so people will ask me questions like, what's your favorite horror film? And I want to be like, none. I I like for the love of the game and Notting Hill. (laughs) (laughs) My go-tos are like love actually. (laughs) I'm so, I'm so. uh, I love that movie. You do? Oh yeah. Me too. Some people think it's hokey or something, but I, there, I don't know what's wrong with them. I love it. And you know, Stephen, who is my guy, um, Mm -hmm. last year came home before the holidays because he had to leave. Uh, He does a lot of theater and he had to leave to go to New York to do a a play over the holiday. And I was working and I had to stay here. doesn't matter. But anyway, he came home with this package and he'd found me a bound version of the script actually and a copy of it on DVD. He's like, I know these are your favorite. And I thought you could sit there with your, like your script and watch the movie. And I was like, I think the only people that don't like it are people like screenwriters that go, there's no way that could happen. That's too much of a coincidence. You know, when like the airport thing at the end or whatever, there are people like criticize it for weird things that don't, that don't matter. It's, and, and also it's just so, it just feels good to watch a movie like it that. Feels it feels good. good. Yeah. And the, the other movie that makes me feel really good, um, I know I'm off topic of Better Off Dead, but okay. um, have you ever seen For the Love of the Game? No. Is that oh, a really good movie? You have to watch it. Okay. I, I love it. it that's it, my assignment. Okay. It's Kevin Costner and Kelly yeah. Preston and, um, and other wonderful actors. And it's, it's all about like getting into the zone Oh, really? And then finding yourself and, and writing and it down, realizing what love means to you, and that's nice. What is success without someone to love? And but it's about 
clearing the mechanism and being in the flow of life. And it's just one of those movies. I've seen it like a thousand times. Okay, and he bought me a copy of that too. It's not his favorite movie, but yeah. he's, he's, he likes a little more gritty fare. I like things. I mean, these days it's really good to have things that you can go to that make you feel good. That's one of the things about our show, uh, Lunch Therapy, is like we try and find things that make us feel good. Because yes. you need to, you need to nurture yourself a little yes. bit and you have to find out what makes you happy because you know, when things are hard, you have to dig down and find out, okay, what, what are the things that make me happy? Maybe right. it's exercise. Maybe it's jumping up and down. I don't know, but you know uh, maybe it's watching for the love of the game, but you have to have those things to go you to. Do. And you have to laugh. I think like laughing, you have to find something to laugh at every day, even when it's hard. And, and, um, Stephen and I do a dance break every day. Really? Like, yeah. We have an Alexa, which I know a lot of people. We have so, that. Whatever. We have one. It probably just, you probably just, I know she's mind talking. <laughs> I know. like something turned off. Oh, good thing I have the headphones. I'm like, on. wait a minute. I know she stalks me. Um, <laughs> but we just, he'll, we'll just pick a random song and then we do a dance break. Uh, and I have to right. say, so much fun. And no matter what is going on, and, and I think, you know, when you're sequestered away with your significant other, yeah, 24 7, you really get to know what, like, like even yeah. though we've been together a gazillion years, like you start to go, Wow, I never knew that you. It's like another level of your another relationship. Another level <laughs> of knowing <laughs> really And so I find the dance breaks just, yeah. and we laugh, and it's a way to connect. It's a and, great idea. Yeah, it's just like a fun thing because I just think dancing and laughing, singing, which we can't really do because we live in an <laughs> I think I guess too much. They'd be like, "Shut the hell up! Yeah. We're stressed too." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um. But like, you're right, like Better Off Dead, that is a movie that just is a feel-good movie. Yeah, it's just it's fun. It's one of those it's things, it's like, a, it's like getting a prescription from your doctor. I'm prescribing that to people. That's what I'm doing on my show. Everybody's like, what? I can't, where can I watch it? That's why we got to find a better copy of it. Um, I, I better end this interview. It's been super fun. I want to end it on a happy note. This is a perfect place to, uh, to end it. And thank you so much. This is such a gift. Really. And I, I, um, I just, I'm so thankful. Thank you. And I'm so glad that you and I got to connect. And yeah, um, please give a big kiss to Kamala for me. Okay, I will. And um, thank right. you so much for wanting to chat with me. Absolutely. All right. That's it. That's, uh, that's our discussion with Amanda Wiss about Better Off Dead and some other stuff. She's so fantastic. Um, so thankful that she um, came on the show and uh, grateful that you guys were there uh, with us. Uh, this will be you know, in replay on Facebook and YouTube and all that. Um, remember, clear the mechanism. As uh, Tommy Hinckley, great to see you. Mary Marks, thanks for the uh, clear the mechanism uh, statement. Thank you. And Jonathan Spizzato, very great to see you. Thanks for the talk about uh, 16 Candles. I uh, was thinking about that myself, like that, that kind of stuff from the 80s where you're like, wow, we've really grown. We've grown a little bit. Uh, this is not acceptable anymore. Um, so, and thank you, Kamala Lopez, of course, for always being here. And Tommy Hinckley, yes, we do have to talk. Hopefully, uh, you will do the show. Um, all right, so dance party. I, I found a little thing on the web for our um, closing dance party. And it is, uh, it's a whole family. This guy, Colt Clark, is a musician. 
and he's in quarantine with his family. And so what are they doing? They're performing, of course. Uh, I'm going to play a little bit of this. Uh, I'm just playing it off the web. You, uh, we'll, we'll have a link or something for you guys to go to and watch. watch. They got all kinds of stuff. But this is um, Cecilia Dunn family style. And uh, Ganell, thanks for being here in the Twit chat room. Let's go. Dance party. Hey, we're the Clark family, and we're going to sing Cecilia. One, two, three, four. 